What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It is Haber Minimalkoff. Live on YouTube and in your podcast feed. I'm Guy, that's John. And a three-man show today with Angry Josh McDaniels. We have not done a show since my Raiders finally saw the light and hired superstar Antonio Pierce to run the organization. Oh, you, you just get some more Tommy DeVitos on the schedule, baby. Keep rattling off W's. Daniel Jones tears his ACL in the middle of the game. I got to tell you, Zach Wilson counts as a Danny DeVito, John, at this point. Uh, that's I, I would imagine the Raiders are favored in that game. I have to, I have to check the line on that bad boy Sunday night football. Uh, the Raiders are favored. Uh, no, the Jets are favored by one and a half. Opened as the Jets favored by two and a half. I've now got Jets minus one and a half. It, so. it is a tough, tough matchup for the young Aiden O'Connell. I will say that. The, the Jets defense is is the real deal. Their offense, not so much, but their defense is fantastic. Uh, John, we are sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka, numero uno, wherever you're going this uh, holiday season, or if anybody's coming over, as I'm sure they are, always have Tito's in hand, whether you're knocking on the door and walking through the threshold, you hand it to the host, or you've got it ready when somebody walks in. So many great ways, so many great drinks to make with Tito's. Tito's Handmade Vodka, America's original craft vodka. A Tito's toast to the NFL schedule makers for not flexing out of Jets Raiders on Sunday Night Football. I mean, that's at the top of the list for me. I also wanted to give a little toast, John. I didn't tell you about this yet. Last night, the uh, Monday, the college basketball season began. And I was at Stanford for Stanford's opener. And Stanford has a young guy on their team named Andre Stojakovic. 
<laughs> oh, Peja's kid, Jesuit yeah. High School, right? That's right. And a Tito's toast to Peja for not raising a son afraid to shoot. Young Andre had the green light. He was two of 11 in his debut. <laughs> One of six from three for five points. But he's got the look, John, unafraid, aggressive. The stroke was clean. And uh, despite that two of 11 uh, debut, I think he's got a bright future. Not as tall as Peja. Listed like six six, you know. Pager was hum- you remember you've seen Pager. Was he? Well, I mean, was Pager there? I I assumed he was, but I couldn't find him. I kept looking. I couldn't. Vladdy didn't see Vladdy. Didn't see Bobby. Didn't see Doug. Uh, didn't see Jay Will. D- see D- Doug was busy getting his ass kicked again by the Houston. They they got smoked oh. by about seventy five points. I saw Logan Webb just tweet like a an angry gif about something and immediately all the replies were Kings related. So that's what it was about. Kings got smoked. I think back-to-back games against Houston and uh, yeah, that's how tall is the kid? That's six, six. Good looking. I shot. mean, he was like a big time. I mean, he was like the number one player in sack, I think. Right. Yeah. McDonald's all American. He was in the McDonald's all American game with all those other dudes, you know, with Bronny, he was in that game. Um, and uh, it's got a good looking shot. So I did the game with Mike Montgomery, who's you know old school coach, and he's like he's a good. Like I like him; he's a good player. So if he says you're a good player, uh, similar game, just chucking threes like Clay and Page. No, like he attacks the basket, like he does attack that they they ran him off the line. He attacks little step back from eighteen, didn't make it, but looked pure, man. It looks pure. Who who they play? Sisters of the Poor. They played CSUN, the <laughs> formerly known as Northridge. Yeah, what what's it called? C C. S-U-N, like California State University, Northridge. CSUN is what they prefer. They don't just go by Northridge anymore? No, they, they want to be CSUN. Rebrand. Wh- whose idea is that? Some marketing executive, I'm sure. I do I do have a soft spot for the, the, the schools down there in the Big West. You know, the Northridges, yeah. the Irvines, the Long Beach States. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's a solid little crew of every once in a while, you know, get a good baseball team. Basketball teams, having seen some in my days at Cal Poly, have a lot of guys that don't really look like they're that good, and then you watch them play. You're like, this guy could show up to any Y, and he'd be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, well, now, John, these teams, like this team yesterday, not that I'm not doing a CSUN breakdown, but if you watch these teams, like they've got dudes that came from Murray State and San Diego State, and like they're actually athletic, and they're because they got 11 new players. Like it's just, it's we were talking before we started the show just about football, college football, but I think basketball is the same. Like it's, I'd hire a JC coach if I was at that level of school because it's JC coaches are used to just churning their roster every year yeah. or two max, right? They're two year players. And I think those types of coaches are going to have an advantage at the lower levels of college basketball where people are constantly taking their players and they have to constantly take somebody else's player. Who's like, you know, maybe on his third school looking for, a wa- they got two guys on their third school looking for waivers. I mean, that's the level of basketball we're talking about, but they're, they're like, they're good play Like they are good players. Like they would, they're not chumps. Like they could play. So Mark Matson got his debut win as Mark well Madsen last night. Pulled one out against St. Thomas, Minnesota. Yep. Hey, listen. I mean, uh, Izzo, number four team in the country, lost to James Madison. So you never oh, know man. early on in the season. Are, are these teams it's going well for James Madison as an institution, John? Undefeated. Uh, is, is Stanford and Cal really going to be doing like Miami, Florida State swings in basketball next year? I, I still can't. I, I, I don't believe Great. it. I, I know how the schedule came out. I will never believe that Clemson or Miami will come out, or Florida State will come out here and play. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Now, if they're in the conference, I guess they're in the conference. I just have a hard time of seeing Dabo walk the squad out at Memorial Stadium. I, I can't fathom it now. I'll tell you this. Financially. Memorial Stadium, the crowd will be – it'll be a good crowd if that happens. 
I it just I have a hard time seeing it. I bet against it. I, I just don't see it. Uh, but how about Mac Brown coming down the Mac Brown coming down the ramp? Yeah, I mean he he doesn't give a shit. You know, he's not. He's more in it just to kind of cruise. Guy, they were undefeated. All of a sudden, they lost two games. It's like yeah. their season ended. I know. Tito's handmade vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Uh, so much to get to. The Niners coming off their bye. Chase Young showed up at practice, but we've got to start with still going. One of the biggest stories in the NFL. Josh McDaniels out. Uh, and I think what makes it, to me, even more interesting was that he was, once upon a time, too good for the Niners. Uh, too good for the Colts. His head coaching career has come to an end and a very abrupt end. He is never going to coach another NFL team unless it's like on some interim basis because somebody else gets fired. You think there's no chance that he I don't think there's would ever chance hire him? Now. How, how could you hire him? How could you hire him? It's one thing to We've lose. seen crazier. He's not 58 years old. You know, he's 45. But he already did. He, because he got a job so young, he also already did the I'm a changed man thing again. And then he yeah. came back. And it's not that he got his ass kicked. That's not what got him. Everyone hated him. They pulled out cigars when they beat Tommy DeVito. Max Crosby sent all the equipment managers to the cigar store the day before and Venmoed them whatever the hell it cost to stock the locker room with victory cigars. That's insane. Yeah. I, you know what's crazy? And I, I heard Mike Lombardi talk about this, and obviously his son was fired as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, what ultimately did him in is you, you can only take so many kicking the dick losses, right? John Gruden was going to be allowed so many losses that couldn't look any worse. It was going to break an NFL record, right? He he was going to be allowed six or seven years to go if it was, even if they were missing the playoffs. Josh McDaniels in his first season lost to a guy hired out of a, a television booth, not like calling games, just at the NFL studios and ESPN coaching high school. Then a couple weeks later, he loses to Baker Mayfield. Like his some of his losses, his first year were very, very tough to stomach. And I would say even before he had some losses this year, like losing to a guy from Shepherd College, I do think a defining moment in the guy's career was the way the whole Derek Carr thing was handled. Did you read the story about they were done with Derek two years ago when they thought Tom Brady would come, and then Tom Brady kind of pivoted and essentially went back to Tom for one year. So they had to beg Derek, and that's when they gave him that contract, which, while fake with money, he did get the no-trade clause. And one reason Josh, or excuse me, Mark, was down on the package deal, he's like, this guy can't coach, and this guy can't wheel and deal. We had to cut Derek because he had us by the balls in this no-trade clause, even though, of course, Derek got a no-trade clause. You gave him zero guaranteed money. It was a fake contract. So the whole thing from the jump, the personnel moves, the I would say tying yourself to Jimmy Garoppolo, who immediately Tafer wrote this about, failed the physical, Roger Saffold style. And then when he finally does play, he's horrendous. Like it was just one thing after another. And then when you factor in, I think a lot of times when you hear the stories and forever you've heard it like with uh with the Cowboys with Jerry Jones. If you remember Chip Kelly's time with the Eagles, this happened with Jeffrey Lurie when players go to the owner. And I think a, I would say historically, like a dude on the radio in the nineties would be like loser players, you know, losers. Just go. Well, how about like in this situation and, and same thing with the chip, 
situation. It's like, no, the coach is a fucking loser. These guys are high-level people. Like, I would say Max Crosby is, like, universally respected by coaches, executives, and players in the NFL. And Devontae, before he showed up to crazy land here in Vegas, his resume on and off the field was, like, an A+. And these guys were like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? He's so angry. I hate his fat fucking face. I, I can't look at him. I can't respect a human being who has hated that, like, like to that level shows you that the walking on eggshells thing always drives me nuts when it's like you did inherit a team that was just in the playoffs. Not, not saying they were some Super Bowl contender, but this is not sometimes walking on eggshells. If you, if Jim Harbaugh takes over the Chicago bears, like, okay, you get to do a little walking on eggshells. Like Josh, what, what are you trying to intimidate Devonte and Max Crosby? Like what Colton Miller? Like what, what are we doing here? It honestly is pretty sad because it goes back to that Dan Pompey article, which I think was like a a major part of Josh's reclamation project sure. to the entire league. Like, guys, I'm back. I journal. I look in the mirror. I'm a different human being. And do you know what it turns out? He's like a Bernie Madoff or the Enron guys or the SBF. Like, he's kind of a con man. Was like the he, he situation? He I think he's a con man. The Colts situation was before that article came out, right? Part of that article was explaining what I happened. I thought it was the year before, but I, I could be wrong. Okay. It was right around that time. Yeah. I mean, it's you're right. <clears throat> I'm I'm uh you know, there are so many cliches that football coaches use, and one of them all the time, all the time you hear leader of men, 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 leader of men. Like it matters because you like you said, they're men, they're adults, they're adults with experience. They're adults with families. They're adults with careers. I think, though, to go to the owner, you have to already have some inkling that it's not going to backfire on you. That this and, and, and also, Mark, and Mark, the way I've read it, I think Mark was also reaching out to them to go to dinner. Like, he knew. Sense. He was getting rumbled. That is kind of his shit MO. Was bad. Yeah. That is kind of his MO. Um, I mean, last Remember, year, used I, to be best buddies with, like, Atkinson in the 80s, right? He's buddies with players. Yeah, that's right. And those guys all stay around. You know, it, it, your point on the Derek, I did not see that. I did not read that article. But it goes back to last year when Plaschke wrote they don't have the money to fire these guys right now or said they don't have the money to fire these guys right now. I mean, maybe part of it was he knew that Mark would have fired them after the Derek debacle if he could have, right? Did Derek know that they had tried to get Tom? Was that part of it? Uh, I I don't know that part. I think it was kind of clear, right? When Josh got yeah. there, it wasn't. It was bizarre. I think a lot of people assumed that would be the case. I I just think that Josh is a con man in the sense of just embrace who you are. Like no one thinks Belichick's anything different than what he is, or Andy or Pete. They're very just McVeigh, like their personalities. I think Josh kind of started pretending to be something that he wasn't. Like you're just a northeast. You're saying when he was Ohio asshole. Yeah, but the problem is he's not a good enough football coach to be that guy. It turns out not a head football coach. Yeah, because I think part of it, like if you just got like a a whiteboard and a black pen and just said let's just go football calculus, you know, five oh two like college, the highest level of football, gave a pen to Josh and a pen to Antonio Pierce. There is no way Antonio Pierce could hang with Josh. For 20 years, the guy apprenticed with arguably the smartest football mind in the history of the sport. 
Like Josh's football knowledge, I don't think anyone that's been around him, I don't even think any of his haters would say, this guy doesn't know schematics. But part of being a head coach is like blending, like part of Kyle's job is also knowing the heartbeat of his guys, when to say stuff, dealing with defensive guys. I think that's a huge part of his job, right? You could say it's like 50-50, him calling the plays, but also just dealing with the team. And Josh dealing with the team, it, it doesn't feel as crazy, and maybe it's because he was so young in Denver, but it's like borderline a carbon copy of the same thing just happened. A, a little less angry this time. Maybe guys are just richer now in 2023, but very similar. I mean, Tafer's like, listen, I've been doing this a long time. I've never seen a locker room this happy. Antonio Pierce, did you see the clip today? And listen, it's Josh isn't alone on this, but like the practice squad guys, it's like redshirt guys in college. You know, a lot sometimes they make you sit in the stands. And I think a lot of times it's you, you want your guys on the sideline to focus. And it's easy if you're just there in sweats to start bullshitting or just you get a lot of guys. So, you know, every coach is a little different. But Josh put all those players, didn't allow them on the field. And one thing Antonio Pierce said is like, everyone in our organization was allowed on the field for the game. The practice squad guys, he's like, think how unfair that would be. These guys are busting their ass, special teams, offense, defense, and then they just have to sit in the suite or up in the stands. Like, it's like kind of bullshit. But just little things like that, like Antonio Pierce, I would say the one thing he's known for, like he's a leader, right? I don't know how much he's doing schematically, offensively, and defensively, but one thing clearly they needed you know, was leadership. And Josh is like an all-time terrible, terrible leader. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's, it's honestly pretty eye-opening, the stories that were coming out. Like, I didn't think it was this bad. And no one's refuting it. Well, one thing is clear. Belichick's tactics done by somebody other than Bill do not work from a leadership standpoint, right? They're Bill's not working for Bill right now. No, no, I know, but I'm saying Bill's tactics do work for Bill Belichick, but they don't work for anybody. We, 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 I'm a Bill supporter, but I think having Tom, or even early when he got there, the Brewski and Vrabel, like now he's a complete failure right now. You see, a yeah, well, team. there's no, but but I also would say like he's he's not even seven levels below Tom right now at quarterback. He's so far below Tom, right? He didn't go from Tom to fucking uh, Dak. If he'd gone to Tom to Dak, he'd still – he went from Tom to awful quarterback play, which is his but fault. Like you work with, but you work with Shane Vereen. I remember the day that I played golf with us three and, and Greg picking his brain. Those guys, in a weird way, like really kind of like and respect Bill. Yeah, yeah. Their, their relationship – works. Yeah. I For remember Shane was like, you know, listen, I wanted to come back, but they're very strict with their money. They give you a number. They don't budge. I really like Bill. Like they, they always – whenever you meet a former Patriot – and they get to spend a little time. Like, they don't have to 10-year career there. They're like, I, I like Bill. Yeah. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I meant by it works. Not that he's winning now, but just it works for Bill. But Bill is a different human being than Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell and Josh McDaniels and all these guys. Right? It does not work. Why? Do you think jo – I mean, is it's there any chance being. that Josh that's McDaniels why. is still with the 49ers if they had hired him? No. No chance. No chance. That was – what six years ago? Eight years? How many years ago was that? It, I mean, it was it was it was Kyle's seventeen. Yeah. No chance. No chance. He's still here. It, they now would the have one thing. Three. I, I, I don't think so either. That followed him might not still be here. No, it, it was a package deal with Nick Casario, who I I think 
is definitely more equipped to run an organization than Ziegler. Like when you read about Ziegler, do you know how Ziegler's career started? He was a, a counselor and a football coach for Taylor Lewan's high school here in Arizona, like Chaparral High School. Hmm. And then Josh gave him a call when he got the Denver job, and that's how he's kind of got his foot in the door. Like, he, he, you know, now that's how a lot of these guys got their foot in the door with, uh, you know, all those guys went to the same college, Dayball, him, Casario, Josh, yeah. Telesco, John Carroll or whatever. But I wonder if this thing was closer to a John Gruden situation where Josh just had unlimited power. Everything Ziegler answered to him, no different Mayock or Reggie, than it is some of like John and Kyle, or it would have been with Casario and Josh. And uh, I, I think sometimes when you're not great with people and you get unlimited power, it's a complete disaster. Like Josh had too much power. Things aren't going well. He's naturally angry. Again, some people are naturally assholes. And I, in their mind, that's just their personality, how they interact with people. I, I always think, like, am I being an asshole? Like, that crosses my mind a lot. And I, I do think that a lot of people that are good at being assholes, that, that, that never crosses their mind. They can just interact. Like, when I get angry at the people remodeling my house, it's hard for me to, like, be a dick. Be a dick, yeah. I understand that. I also think there's other. Also, I don't think it accomplishes anything. Like it's already, it's done is done or like what, what actually. I also think there's, you have no, you have no leverage over them. So like, you're not their ball. Right. I mean, like technically, I guess you are paying, but really they got the money. It's fine. Like they can move on. You yell at somebody, they can walk away. But I, but I think there's other characteristics that sometimes accommodate being an asshole. I don't think it's just being an asshole, right? It's, are you selfish? Do you collaborate? Do you share credit? Do you make other people feel welcome? Right? Like these are all things that I think Kyle Shanahan has some serious asshole qualities, right? Clearly, but he also clearly knows how to give other people some shine, make other, that was one of Bill Walsh's biggest things. Cause Paul Brown, who was the, the, uh, the Bengals coach and was like the great Paul Brown, right? Was yeah. who Bill Walsh worked for first in Cincinnati. Bill was the OC. Bill invented the West Coast offense in Cincinnati. Bill would sit in the booth. He would send the play down to an assistant coach. This is the way Paul Brown wanted it. Then the assistant coach would say the play to Paul Brown, and then Paul Brown would put his hand on a player's shoulder, give him the play call, and that guy would run in onto the field and give the play to the quarterback because Paul Brown wanted to look like he was the guy calling the plays. That's how he wanted it to look. It, it meant John had to go through th- four people to get to the quarterback. Cause that's how Paul Brown wanted. How, how do you even have time for that? I do think there's a pretty famous coach right now who might be in the middle of a cheating scandal. That also has some similarities with that one. Except yeah, doesn't Jim just interrupt and change the play himself. But, but it, wasn't there a long period of time when people called the play to him and then he yeah, called the play. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like the point is, so Bill Walsh was an ass, like in some ways an asshole, but, he was a guy who understood. And I think Kyle kind of gets like, you got to say Mike McDaniel and say Bobby Slowick and say Chris Kacarek and give these guys shine and talk about your players in a way that makes people feel like, even though you're not, you the buck does stop with you. Like this would be the difference between John Lynch and Ziegler and, and McDaniels, right? It's like, even though Kyle does have authority, it's pretty clear. John Lynch gets paid what he gets paid because part of his job is to b- check and balance Kyle Shanahan. There's no way... 
a guy that he plucked from an Arizona high school. He's letting check and balance him, Josh McDaniel. Now he had worked for New England for the last like decade. Like it's not like the guy just came from the Arizona high school. You, like John Lynch yeah. doesn't hang around for fifteen million dollars if you ignore everything he tells you, no matter no, how much no, no, money you're paying him. He's out. No. It, there, there's so a huge not, element. What is it's not just asshole. It's like these other qualities that come with it. To be a good leader, you have to have some asshole characteristics. Right. It's 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 period point blank end of story because eventually then you just become passive aggressive or you you don't communicate well. And I, I think one thing I've heard with Josh talking to a couple people that have been around him is the guy can have some characteristics of a snake. Hmm. You know, and you know that's kind of been an mo on him. Some of the people that worked with New England who liked him. But it's just like, you know, to be the guy you trust, <laughs> probably not. And they've had some kind of like salt of the earth, you know, just beer drinking football guys like Jason Light and uh, John Robinson, who got Vrabel, ended up firing. But like they just have some like true football guys that have come through there. And I think, Josh, it's crazy. I, I can't act like I didn't think that – like I thought it was a no-brainer hire for Mark. I, and there I? weren't any – I would have hired Josh McDaniels over Rich Passaccia as well. Like that – I think that was the right move. I think it's easy to look back, think he made the right move. I just don't think it could have gone any worse. And say this, like part of the reason you got to pay him so much money is like Josh had a lot of leverage. Josh was making like five, six million dollars to be the OC. So, yeah, it was going to cost me $10 million to go save your organization, right, if you wanted me. And give my guy a six-year contract. Uh, I wonder if the Basaccia decision now factors into Mark Davis's decision on if Antonio Brown is just okay, like not wins a bunch, doesn't doesn't get hot, but it's like let's say a five. Rich, Rich made the playoffs. Rich made the play. Yeah, I mean, Rich was beloved and won. Had yeah. zero zero resume in terms of like, I mean, he did not that. Let me refer. He didn't have zero resume. He just didn't have the like prototypical NFL. It was easy to not hire him. I wonder if Mark is going to, because he made that mistake in his mind. I don't know if he views it as a mistake because I'm with you. Like it made sense. Will he overcorrect and hire Antonio if Antonio goes? They got three, six, eight games left. If he goes three and five, is he going to hire him? I, th- I think it's hard to hire a guy three and five. So he, he technically would be I, four I love and five. Take over middle of the season and just start like, this is who I am. This is what just campaigning for the job with like Jeff Saturday. But that's 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 what you do. Uh, right? I, 100% is what you do. And I it's my favorite part of the, when this stuff happens. He starts just everything all in, all in, all in. Because it's a get that like these, these jobs are impossible to get. You have, the, you have their schedule in front of you? I do. Okay. So obviously they just be the Giants and then they got the Jets coming up. Right. Go to the Dolphins. Who else are we playing? Go to the Dolphins. Go to the Dolphins. That's a tough game. <laughs> Host the Chiefs. <laughs> okay, so it's going to get hard. This, this Jets game. When you say this Jets game is not easy by any means. No, they're an underdog. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> uh, at home. Uh, and I've got to imagine it's not going to be like eight offense quiet when ain't no Connell. I mean, crowd quiet when ain't no Connell's got the ball. Uh, so the- with the Dolphins and Chiefs coming up for Antonio Pierce to start two and two in his early career. I would say this Jets game feels going to feel like a must. Must win. Then they hit their bye. Then they play the late bye. Then they play the Vikings, Chargers, Chiefs. Where's Minnesota? Home. In Vegas? Yep. Minnesota's feisty. Uh, 
at Kansas City. I said that at Indy, L. at Indy, and then they finish Denver at home, which is good. I mean, not not on the road in January is good. Denver's quietly been a little more competitive, I think, the last two or three weeks, and they're coming off a bye. Hard to tell. I'm not. I'm not staking my claim to the Denver Broncos, but it's not. I think a lot of people think that 70 point game. They've yeah. been a little different since. Yeah, which happens. That's fine. So I, I would put it at 50 50 right now. Antonio Pierce gets the job. Well, that's high, John. I mean, Antonio Pierce becoming an NFL head coach in 2024 was not on the list of things in 2023. I, I think there's nothing more than Mark would like to just make Antonio Pierce, Champ Kelly, give them like three year contracts and just like kind of get us going in the right direction. Yeah, and look, I mean, if Antonio Pierce is like has some has an idea of how to just structure a solid organization, right? Then good. They need it. I, I, I think I think the heart the Jim Harbaugh curveball is like if if he's interested, and you know, I think it's fair to say this is gonna be his last several games in Michigan, you, you have to hire Jim Harbaugh over Antonio Pierce, right? You don't have a choice. Don't have a choice. But Antonio stays on the staff in that situation. To me, I heard Coward say this. Jim Harbaugh's a guarantee to win. Like, it's a guarantee to work. Like, there's no – anytime you hire a coordinator or even a a retread, there there are no guarantees in football. Jim Harbaugh is a guarantee. He's four for four. Like, four high level for four. Not like, well, that one time. No, it's like four for fucking four. Four for four, and all four were were they were in the tank. They were – Awful. It wasn't like, well, you know, it was rolling. He just stepped in at the end and took him over the top. Like, that's not what happened, right? You know, when when Chip was hired to the Eagles, he brought about 700 people. And a couple of the guys, do you remember the name Willie Lyles? Yeah, he was, didn't he get in trouble at Oregon for paying players or something? Yeah, Willie Lyles was the connect out of Texas that you had to go through to get the sweet players. And so they gave him, I think he was caught red handed with like 30 K cash and chip. I don't know chip specifically, but the program blamed a couple guys that were like 25 years old. Like, Oh yeah. They just got bags of cash laying around there, you know, $300 apartment. And those guys were immediately hired on chip staff. Uh, I, I remember we got some, one of the guys that I worked with somehow got the printout of the prices. Like we're all making like 50 grand, his cheating guys who were doing nothing were making like 95 immediately. What were they there to do? Just whatever? Just, I mean, do nothing. Yeah, I don't, just bullshit. Connor Stallions, immediate job with the Raiders. Yes. Thank you for your service as well, Connor. Yes, immediate. Have we figured out if he was on all our, our boy uh, Max sideline yet? Have we gotten to the bottom of that one? I mean, guy. <laughs> Have we gotten to the bottom of that one yet? Does that cost Jim McElwain his job when it's all said and done? I hope not. Mac would be on that Raider staff if it does, though. Might be. Like the OC. Mac's a good – I like – yeah. I can, uh, and, so you got AP, linebacker coach, assistant head coach, Harbaugh, Stallions, Jim McElwain. I, I kind of like we're already putting together a staff. Who? Richard Sherman. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, who else would Harbaugh love? Greg Fangio Rome? would have been his defensive coordinator, I would say, if he if he was still available. Yeah. Somebody from the Ravens? No, I guess not. How about uh I was listening 
I'd forgotten that the Washington football team traded away two of its best players last week and then beat the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you see this, the Florio thing? Josh Harris wants to trade for uh, Belichick, owner of the football team. Here would be my thing. Is that a Robert Kraft leak? Like, Robert, you want to fire this guy. You're not trading him for a first-round pick. Just break up and let him go at this point. Like, I, I to me, the Sean Payton thing, Sean Payton quit. And the Saints are like, fuck you. We're not just going to let you go wherever you want. This Belichick thing, it's pretty clear. Time to go your separate ways. Maybe, like... If I'm Josh Harris, like, okay, maybe I'll give you like a fourth or something, but I'm not, this is not a Sean Payton situation. You don't want this guy. The Saints never wanted Dennis Allen. They wanted Sean Payton. This, you see the clip of Jonathan Kraft going, we're not good enough. Or like, yeah, no shit. Like, it's, it's over. Let's just let him go. I love how annoyed those two were with their, with their team. When you trade for a coach, do you take his contract? That's a good question. I, and is there offset I, I, I in those deals? Like, if they fire Bill, they got to pay him no matter what Washington pays him. Or is there an offset? You think? Like, if no, there's like a minimum five. offset. Okay, there's but a like, minimum that the other team. If I owe you ten million dollars a year, the other team can't pay you ten thousand, and I pay you nine point nine nine, whatever. Right? There's a minimum. If you're going to make the head coach, he has to make a baseline of five or six, whatever the minimum is yeah. in the NFL. But Bill, same thing with coordinators. Do you think Bill would stick it to New England? Let's say he's making twenty million to be their coach right now, and tell Josh Harris pay me five. Let's make them pay fifteen. Well, I think he's notorious for doing that himself, right? Him and Saban. Yeah, I I think I think he would do it. I think Josh Harris is going to get say, get Belichick for five million dollars. I heard someone say that they Ron Rivera was telling people he thought he was safe because Harris got so leveraged to buy this team that every dollar that's coming in he needs to use other places, that he's just not flush with cash. Right. So that's that'll be interesting. That will be interesting because uh, history tells us that super rich guys who buy NFL teams don't immediately then hold on to somebody else's coach. No. Like, I, I got bad news. I like Ron, but bad news is he views he views the head coach as like one of the essential things he's going to spend money on. You don't buy an NFL I team to then sit back for two years with somebody else's coach. Nobody Who would do that? Nobody does that. Well, I would imagine Ron, even if you thought you were going to be there, you're like, okay, I'll trade Montez Sweat. We're not going to give him four years, $100 million for the 34th pick. Right. I don't think you trade Chase Young for pick 101. You just keep rolling it out because you're going to lose him anyway. You might as well just play the season with the guy, right? That, that was clearly more front office ownership. Let's make some trades and have some assets this offseason than yeah. the coach. Right, because I want especially a defensive tough guy coach. To me, it's like I want that third round pick this year instead of the comp pick the next year for whatever GM I'm about to hire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's pretty crazy the 49ers are going to get a comp pick for Mike McGlinchey at that level, which of course they are. He got fifty million dollars guaranteed, but it's should you. This is why the Ravens let a lot of their guys walk because they go listen. This guy's a really good player. We are not beside like the Ray Lewis's and the Suggs, like they're high, high all pros. But if they have a, a st- really good starter, they let that guy hit free agency because you get overpaid in free agency. And then I constantly just get picks back. Like, you- I don't necessarily, I just use, okay, I'll let my guard hit free agency. I'll let Sean Payton give him $30 million guaranteed. I'll get back, the, back a fourth round pick. 
I will then pick a guard with that fourth round pick and he'll be making $900,000 and he'll be 80, 85% of that guy ideally within a season. I don't think you should get a comp pick for a guy you trade for during the season. It's kind of bullshit. You get a comp pick for losing Chase Young if you're the 49ers. I mean, I'll, they should take it. I'm not saying they, but it's it kind of weird. You're not really losing, you know, like to me, it's not exactly what comp picks probably are here to do. Doesn't that work in baseball that way, though, when you lose a free agent? Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. If you're paying the guy's salary, if it, gets, it, it, it is a it, it is a hack. It's a it's hack a, on the system. Yeah. Get on the prize picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks i love it it's download the app today use code ham 50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars i'm gonna give you the same advice i gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy he just came for the doctor they said they told me i gotta shave i said gotta get two more like it and i sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from manscaped it's gonna be the mvp for him and for you this March, go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling. Every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code ham. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night with butcher box you don't have to worry about what's for dinner butcher box is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials you get peace of mind with butcher box because it's high quality meat and seafood you can trust you get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping as always and you get the ultimate customization your customization might be i don't know what to do send me the good stuff and they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham. And you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. 
They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the Game Time app now. I got to tell you about the Eufy Video Lock. I've spent years trying to upgrade my security system at the house with one of those big name companies that, I'll be honest, sucks. I got the Eufy Video Lock and it's an automatic improvement. That's Eufy, E-U-F-Y, Video Lock. It's easy to install, just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. And now I've got the keyless entry. I always go for walks. I don't want to take keys. I hate stuff in my pockets. I go without the keys. The fingerprint recognition lets me in in less than one second. There's no monthly fees. You have your recordings locally. You never have to pay for storage. I love knowing that doorbell ring was just a delivery. I don't have to jump up and get it. Or if I'm out of town, I can look. I can see the landing in front of the door and tell the neighbor, hey, do you mind swinging by and picking up something? I love the three-in-one video smart lock from Eufy, and you will too. So search Eufy Video Lock, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you see the photo of him standing next to Bosa in practice the other day? And Bosa, it was, like, it was a video. Maybe Lombardi tweeted it. And Bosa's doing the same thing every video you ever see. It's just always like like he's plotting a Ocean's Eleven bank break-in. It's always like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and this, and this, and this. And I'm going to move like this. I'm going to swim. You're going to duck under. I'm going to hit him on the chin. Then we're going to get around, and I'm going to – like Nick is just a tactician, just explaining seven moves. And Chase Young is like – Chase Young is just a big-ass dude, man, because Nick's a big guy. 
Chase Young is humongous. I, I was reading some of the quotes. I was going through some of Barros's articles this morning because I saw like uh, Charvarius or someone on defense was like, or no, it was the long snapper. Tabor. It's like, God, I forgot. I forgot we traded for this guy. Uh, that. Now, again, obviously, this is one of his guys. They went to Ohio State. Nick claimed that this guy has a work ethic and he loves football like him and Joey. Like he put him into that category. Uh, I do think, think about some of the guys the Niners have acquired either in the offseason or at the trade deadline the last couple of years. Like guys whose all their chips were in the middle of the table where it's like this stretch of football with the 49ers can lead to a massive payday or resurrect my career. Right. They're doing it with Cleveland Farrell right now. They did it with Arden Key. They did it with a couple other pass rushers. They did it with Emmanuel Sanders. Like guys cash in. And obviously Chase has already had some comments like, you know, it's cool being around winners and just some little stuff. But I, I just think from a strictly football standpoint, you ball out like you become a star in this franchise. Look what McCaffrey – think about if McCaffrey was a free agent. Like just – it'd be a problem for the Niners because they would have to pay him, right? And they would, but they would pay him right. a lot. It'd be like, God, they just gave McCaffrey $60 million guaranteed. Kyle's like, yeah, it's the easiest money I've ever given out. But I, I do think you get a guy, you know, like think about the Bears. They just trade a second round pick and they immediately give the guy four years, $70 million guaranteed. <laughs> like I've never even had double digit sacks, whatever. It's kind of the opposite with Chase Young. It's like I was once viewed as like an elite prospect. I had an awesome season. My career got derailed. Now I kind of get a second life to kind of prove to this team slash the rest of the NFL, like I'm fucking really good. And and you know the 49ers would be inclined to pay that position, right? right? So could they get him for like three years, $90 million, guarantee 50 or 60 or something like that? Like I, I think if he has a type season where he has – a sack a game and who knows, maybe he prices himself out of the 49ers, but it's a win-win no matter what. Yeah. Would they choose him over Ayuk if he has a really good stretch run here and he jumps? I think you have to, you, you have to from a football standpoint because the position in terms of like philosophically, you, 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 you pay pass rushers before you pay a wide receiver. Yeah. And also like, here's what we know about Brandon Ayuk. Who's an actor. He was having a great year. Those guys, you can get those guys in the middle or even at the end of the first round. You don't get Chase Young's in the middle of the end of the first round, right? Chase Young gets drafted where Chase Young got drafted. And some guy who's half as good as Chase Young gets drafted in the top 10. Or at least as good of a prospect as him. Yeah. You, you just can't bank on finding those type guys in the middle rounds, right? Or even in the second day. Look at Drake Jackson, who I, you know, Barrels wrote, wrote about. You forget because I'm like, God, is Drake Jackson even active for these games? Like his his snap count is trending the other way. Well, I mean, I, mean, I think twelve in the Vikings game. What was it in the Bengals game? Couldn't have been high. And you remove you. I mean, honestly, he's got three sacks, but it all came in week one. Right. So it's like you, they clearly don't depend on the guy. Now they might have done this whether Drake Jackson was like becoming a very reliable guy, just because you can never have enough. But I think it's pretty clear they view that guy a lot like they do Ty Davis Price as just kind of nothings which is not ideal, right? But that's it is it is where you are. I, I think yeah. the, the thing with Chase Young, the difference is if you just look at it in a vacuum as a player, like Brandon Ayuk over the course of his career, and it's impossible to compare a wide receiver and a defensive end, but it's just been a consistently better player than Chase Young, a consistently more reliable player than Chase Young. 
and a consistently more healthier player than Chase Young. And he's your uh, guy. Now I saw, and he's your guy. He knows your system. He, like Chase, had a lot to prove. Like, like Brandon's already proven a lot. But I think we already know that he kind of is their curveball if they want to do some shit this offseason, right? Are they going to pay him? I mean, what would I just looked up Christian Kirk a couple years ago? Got four years, $72 million. Now his signing bonus was $20 million, but it's pretty clear like Christian Kirk's going to play out that four for 72. So he's essentially playing $18 million a year. You know, Brandon, I, you, I saw T. Higgins, who's a contract year, has a huge game on Sunday night football. I mean, what, what type contracts are, are we talking 50 guaranteed for those type players? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, they're expensive. It's going to be two years removed from Christian's deal by the time Ayuk's turn comes, right? That was two, that was before the 2022. This is his second season on the Jags. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a two year old contract. And he's kind of lived that. Remember, everyone was like, oh, Christian Kirk, man, screwed the market. It turned out it was a good deal for him. It was a good deal for them. Remember, everyone thought it was a joke of a contract. Well, but, everyone was shitting on Bulky. Remember? Yeah, that's right. But well, which time? You know, you know what Kirk has this year? 43 catches and 500 yards. Last year, he had 84 catches and eight touchdowns. Like he's been like, is Brandon, are you giving you 84 and eight? I mean, on this team, obviously not. It's very difficult for him to do that. But like another team that signed him would be glad to just get that production with Brandon Ayuk, and they, they'd get it, right? If you put – what would Brandon Ayuk's number be if he was on the Chiefs, right, or the Bills, or a team that just threw it all the time, or the Chargers? The Niners just aren't going to play that game. Yeah. And I think he knows that. That's part of your, your pitch. That's part of the agent's pitch. Drake Jackson, 10 snaps against the Bengals. Randy Gregory, sneaky 16. Like, hmm. Um, my, my guess is Brandon Ayuk gets traded this offseason. Well, John, I mean, guess. it's not surprising, right? I mean, think about what happened around the, the NFL draft last year. Brandon Ayuk himself. The Niners wouldn't really answer a question directly. They were picking up everyone's fifth-year option, waiting until the last second on him. Ayuk, whatever he posted, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was basically like something crazy almost just happened. Oh, that's what it was. His agent called him to tell him they picked up the fifth-year option, and he said – it was thought something he was like jumped. He thought he was getting... yeah, like it was that stuff was not made up, right? It was a little weird they waited so long, and it was clear they waited so long because if they were going to trade him, they wanted to give it the power of someone else, right? So uh, now, I I think to Which go any, back, any team that would have traded for Brandon Ayuk would have picked up the would have picked it up or just right. yeah. But I think to go the other thing you said here just to put a cap on this conversation we should hit is just the chase what you said. Chase Young still has a lot to prove before this is the thing. Brandon Ayuk has already proven everything he needs to prove. He's still yeah. doing it. Chase Young, they're about to play the game that I don't want to overstate it, but like, you know, you lose to the Bengals and Kyle comes out and says afterwards, we look slow, we look tired. You had multiple long trips. You're playing back to back teams off buys. The Cleveland game took a lot out of you. You got multiple guys hurt. All those excuses are gone now. I know the Jags are off a buy. So are you. You've had time to collect yourself. You've had time to get healthy. You went and traded for Chase Young. You had time to figure out what's up with Steve Wilkes. Like, in the NFL... You're going to win this fucking game. Yeah, (laughs) until you're eliminated, like, nothing truly is. But this is a pretty massive, massive, massive game for them. 
against the I would Bears. say it's a must-win game. You can't lose four games in a row in the NFL. This isn't baseball. You can't get swept from a Thursday to Friday. You cannot lose four games and expect anyone to take you seriously as Super Bowl contender. Let's face it, a lot of people are still holding on to those first five games. What we witnessed the last three games was pretty embarrassing for their standards. Say what you want about the Eagles. It hasn't looked perfect. They fucking win all their games. They win all their games. Quarterback. Yeah, with a guy gimping around. Yeah, it's inc- it really. And their pass rush, I would say, looks much more consistent than the Niners. Now, we'll see. Does this Chase Young addition make them look more like the team we're accustomed to seeing? Where they're just chasing the quarterback nonstop? Because that's it hasn't felt that way. Because what happened to Dak down the stretch of that game? Because the Niners have been in some tight games, and they just couldn't rattle the quarterback. What happened in that game? They were peppering Dak Prescott. Sacked him three times in the final four minutes. I would say their defensive line essentially won them that game because their offense was shitty. So the problem is, okay, yeah, Kyle's in the offense has been a little shitty relative to scoring points, but the defense has not bailed them out. One thing the Eagles defense does, it bails them out, and it usually comes with their defensive line. It's like, fuck, you had Chase Young to get this defensive line rolling. Yeah, well, So Chase, Hargrave, Eric... And obviously Bosa, like time to kick at in his fairness to Armstead, like he's been making some shit happen. Hargrave, I wonder if this move is also viewed as like, can we get more out of Hargrave now adding this guy and then Nick a little less pressure on him? Because John Lynch loves saying how dominant he is on film. No one's acting like he's not a really good player, but like it is kind of a non-excuse league. Like no one's like, well, he triple team Reggie White every play. It's like, yeah, well, fuck, he dominates. Yeah, you, you know? don't think they know I'm about sure. Miles Garrett pregame? Oh my God! You see him? He's like causing delay of games. They're following him around. You don't think every game they go into, like, yeah, we'll just we'll double team for half the time. You, the, you think Miles is telling? Yeah, I, I never get held. Like, right. Let's just stop complaining and just get the job done. This guy, I would say, is not obviously he's not as good as Joe Burrow. I think anyone, a lot of you know, everyone would take him over Kirk Cousins, but I don't know, like. Can he really slice like from a mental standpoint? Can he slice and dice the way Kirk did to them? He is more athletic than both those guys, and he he does have a good. He's got a good coach, and he gets the ball out fast. Right? What killed the Niners against the Bengals and the Vikings? He is fourth in the NFL right now. There are four quarterbacks that average under two and a half seconds getting the ball out of their hands. And was Cousins one of them? He's fourth. Cousins is one. I'll get you the word. I just uh, you you could argue that the guy the Niners saw and the way he was playing. No. After they started slow, I mean, was Cousins a borderline? J- just the way he was playing for that given stretch, like a top five or six quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, that game was one of the best. Sorry, Cousins is not one. It's Tua, Mac, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Tua, Mac. Burrow. So you saw Cousins, who was probably like a borderline top five quarterback this season. This version of Burrow is easily number two, and you could argue one. Hell, Mahomes is not playing as well relative to some of his previous years, and a lot has to do with this. Lamar, who you have to play, is fucking playing like an MVP. I mean, you're playing, you're playing a lot of money where the quarterback's coming up. Jalen's gimping around, but every once in a while, I'd be like, "Well, that's a dime for a touchdown to Devontae. Well, that's a dime for a touchdown." It's not like even if Jalen's compromised, he still still throws elite, you know, balls down the sideline. So it's like, better buckle the fuck up, fellas. Well, but you also just hit it like no matter what Trevor Lawrence, I just know is going to make a couple of plays, right? You just you you play Joe Burrow, he's going to do some shit. And part yeah, their of their offense is good. Back their offense is good. Good, but I mean, part of the job is also Brock Purdy's got to be able to make some. Like, 
you got to be able to create a little bit offensively. That's part of this deal. Um, you know, we're recording this, what, Tuesday morning. Trent Williams didn't practice Monday. Debo uh, did, right? Debo did. I Kinlaw wasn't out there. Whatever. But, um, yeah, you just you got to make some plays here. And that'll be the interesting thing to see with Brock. Like, how does Brock come back off this bye, right? What's Where's his head at? How does he look if the other quarterback's out there making plays and this Niners offense has to keep up? Do they score in their first possession? Do they punt? Are they playing from behind? There are so many things that have happened the last three games that are going to be kind of triggers for everybody who's been watching them to you you punt on the first possession. Okay, here we go. They score first. Okay, how many possessions are there going to be? Like start counting possessions in this game. But I haven't looked at the schedule. I would guess this is probably one of the better games of the week. Yeah, it is. Houston, Cincinnati, New Orleans, Minnesota. I think there's like two games. Yeah. What's the? I other mean, this is one other kind of okay game. Well, Jets, Raiders, uh, Detroit Chargers, not terrible. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, I mean, it's it's not a Cleveland at Baltimore is a big game, but I, I I would say that game and the Niners Jacksonville are the two big games of the morning. I would guess. I think there's a chance is this. The A crew doing not it's it's a Fox game. I guess they could be doing Giants at Dallas, but probably not now with DeVito, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a good chance, guy, this is the A Fox game. Unless it's Cleveland at Baltimore for some reasons on Fox, so I guess it could be that. Um I'd be let's see here. Uh no, A game is no, oops, that was last week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have it here yet. I don't even know if they come out with it till tomorrow. Remember last year they went to Jacksonville. Olsen went to J. Never been to Jacksonville. I don't think they send those guys to Jacksonville much, but feels like Dallas Giants is the easy way to go. That is the game to a higher number. Jags Niners. That's the game. That's the game. Like I saw a few people. Um, like disappointed that Niners Jags didn't get flexed. Which, first of all, the, the Niners have five primetime games. But I, if you're the Niners, you're you don't want that game. But you don't want this game flexed to Sunday Night Football. It's it's good for the Niners that that game did not get flexed to Sunday Night Football. For all the long travel weird shit they've had, the last thing they want to do is play a Sunday Night game in Jacksonville, right? Yeah. So kind of a weird, you know. If you're going to play a 10 a.m. body clock game on the East Coast like they are this week, the week after daylight, after whatever, did we they, – are we on it or did we just leave it? I can't Well, I mean, remember. some people – I thought the Senate banned it. Are we stopping? How about we just stop moving the clocks? I mean, my clock didn't move. Yours did. I, I don't, are we in not, daylight savings now or are we previously – we're out of daylight savings now, right? I don't know. Let's just not – let's just stop moving the fucking clock. The, the point is that this is actually an – at 11, you know, kind of an 11 o'clock by the clock game for them. So that's, if you're going to play that game, play it the week that the, the clocks change. Actually, last Sunday would be the time to really play it. How's it 11 o'clock body clock time? Well, I mean, it's it's 10 a.m. body clock. But on last week's body, if your body hasn't adjusted yet, it's still kind of 11. You know what I mean? True. Although last Sunday, I guess, would be, maybe is that a stretch? Yeah, I think it's a pretty big stretch. I mean, these guys were all—I mean, these guys were all over the place, like in Montana and fucking hanging out. So I, 
I, I would imagine they go out Friday. But do they does I don't I think the only people that move the clock back is the Pacific Standard Time. Everyone else stays the same. I'm I'm confused. No, I don't works. think so. I think you're I think you're one of the I think Arizona is the one that doesn't change. Maybe it's a state by state basis. Yeah, I think everybody else mostly does it. Because well, like, honey. but remember I, they passed the law. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know what happened. To Went that. to it, but I, you know, it's like you know anything in government. It's like the NCAA takes forever. I think it's like 2025. The clocks gotcha. will never gotcha. move. Gotcha. Okay. Because like I'm still an hour behind everybody else. You're just on Mountain Time now. Yeah, I'm Mountain Time. Yeah. So, uh, what else did I have here? Anything else? I mean, there's a I mean Stephen Vogt became a manager. For people who don't know the OG. Uh, beginnings of this show Stephen vote used to come on our show every week when we were doing radio vote did not reply to my first giants text did not reply to my second giants text congratulate him on the guardians replied within an hour so <laughs> to do with that what you will but must have been in the mix did you see craig council got like a 40 million dollar contract did i read I that right that. yeah left the i mean when there was a moment i don't know if you were on the internet when it happened but rosenthaler or one of those guys was like, Council's leaving the Brewers, and he's taking a job where they're already as a manager. So there was like everyone's trying to figure out whose job is he taking. Um, and it turned out is he viewed as like a Bochi like dominant manager. Well, he's one in eight in the postseason, so from that standpoint, I would say no. But I think he's viewed as a high level guy. But so is David. Ro- so is Rossi. So uh, you know what I'd be like if I was Bruce? I'd be like, listen. Find me whoever is making the most. And I want about fucking quadruple that fucking idiot. Right. Because you get me and we make it in the postseason, we're going on a run. Now, you could argue this was a weird year and they clearly benefited. And again, I'm diminishing nothing of the guy. He has proven he wins big games. Their path was somewhat unique. Right, they're in the division with Houston, so they're not intimidated by it. They got the Orioles, which I, I know they won 100 games, but give me a break. Yeah. Fucking, it's not exactly the Yankees uh, who are good. And then of all the teams they could have gotten the NL, the Dodgers, the Braves, uh, the Phillies, <laughs> the fucking Diamondbacks, and he beats the shit out of them. I mean, he it wasn't even a fair fight. That that was, I bet he would say that was our easiest series in the sense of like we, we were beating them. Right, the Astros was a hard series. That that was not. Whatever happened to Stetson Bennett? Um, Mental breakdown or something? I'm not at liberty to say. Is it bad? He is away from the team. And he has been the whole year, He's right? Been, yeah, for a long time. And I just remember Carson Wentz just signed with the Rams. Um, I remember somebody the Benny Ford me, or something? I remember somebody telling me, you, you and I talked about this a few times, but like, Someone was like, it was Jeff Schwartz. He was like, hey, I heard this was like a year and a half ago. He's like, I've heard Stetson Bennett's not going to graduate from Georgia. I'm like, well, there's six years. That's kind of a red flag. I mean, he was at a JC or whatever, but I just, that's why I really hammered during the draft. Just some things I'd heard. Like he is not Brock Purdy 2.0. And it turns out he's not Brock Purdy 2.0. Just like the guy, you know, he's a little. Guy, he's uh, not Joshua Dobbs, rocket scientist. <laughs> Joshua Dobbs. Interned at NASA. 
I saw some video. I'm like, what's this video going to be? It's like, I, the guy's like, I stand with Joshua Dobbs in like a Vikings jersey. I'm like, what's going on? And he shaves off his eyebrows. Did you see that video? No. We've got alopecia, right? Yeah, but this Vikings fan was like, Joshua Dobbs, I stand with Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> okay. Bro, he didn't know the guy's names. He didn't know their snap count. Is that all time? Is that better than what Baker did last year for the Rams? Although Baker did it to the Raiders, so hard to beat that, but beating a legendary franchise. Yeah, because the difference is Baker was going to start, right? Joshua Dobbs, they were going to give the rookie the start. <laughs> he had been there. Of course, he gets knocked out. <laughs> thing with football, when you give a random quarterback, especially if maybe he's a little bit of a runner, how on God's green earth can you replicate the speed of a linebacker who is not going to pull up like at practice? And you're like, I think I can get to the pylon. Or I think I can make it to the first down marker at the seven-yard line. And that guy is doubling your speed, and all of a sudden, before it's too late. Like, after a while, when you drive, you got a pretty good feel. Like, I can pull out now, or like, this car is going a little too fast. Yeah. You're just instincts as a driver. Right. I would imagine your instincts as a player, when, when you haven't played at all, are just like, you don't have a good feel for anything. It'd be like driving when you've never driven before. You're just like, this is crazy right now. Who who what was the name of the guy they had start? Jaron Hall, I think his name was. Oh, the AM AM, right? Uh BYU, I thought. He, oh, oh, AM was Kellen Mond. Yeah, Jaron Hall. Uh let's do a quick check, John, of uh, Carson Wentz's career stats. Pretty crazy. He's just been hanging around since 2022. Uh midway through the season. What he had seven starts last year. 63%, 11 touchdowns, nine picks. I mean, 2021 in Indy, 27 touchdowns, seven picks, 62%. His overall numbers basically three to one. I mean, he's one hundred and fifty to sixty six. That is not a bad ratio. Sixty three percent. It's like two point like eight to one. Yeah, it's really good. Jimmy Garoppolo would die for that ratio. Not the most accurate guy. No, but I mean, you know, played on his three, career three, is three. really his numbers are not bad. It has looked way weirder than it looks just looking at his box scores. He's had four seasons of 20-plus touchdowns and s- exactly seven picks. He's had three seasons of 27-plus touchdowns and seven interceptions. What a career. They're, they're a little desperate. This was, this was the biggest lock of locks that Stafford was going to get injured. And... I, I would have I would have guessed when they drafted him, Stetson Bennett was going to start a bunch of games. Now who knows what the fuck that guy is? They're just kind of desperate. What, what are they supposed to do? You know, that's what I, I saw someone say. Like, it is inexcusable to be rolling with Tommy DeVito. It's like, well, you gave your starting quarterback eighty million dollars, Daniel Jones. Your backup quarterback is Tyrod Taylor. I think it's fair to say, what's he a top five backup in the NFL? You go into a season as that as your one two. I bet they're feeling pretty good about their quarterback room. Yeah, yeah, they're on Tommy DeVito because both those fucking guys are in the training table. What are they supposed to do? They're on a bye. The Niners were so lucky to have Purdy as their third quarterback. You know, Wentz can beat the Niners, John. Little athlete. Wentz is going to debut against. Well, are we sure he's starting? Well, they're on a bye this week. Oh, so I, I guess we shouldn't be sure he's starting, but I hope he does against the Seahawks in two weeks. Rams are a lot more interesting if you tell me Carson Wentz's plan. Yeah, I know. Uh, Seahawks came back to earth a little. 
Well, I mean, the Ravens. Maybe the you still. It's like you're all. Everyone's happy that you see the. You got. You got to so play the line on that too. game when the Niners play them. <laughs> uh, and th- thankfully for them, it's a home game. Right. If they've righted the ship, what week is that game? Christmas. You know their point differential right now is the second best team in the NFL, which is the Bills, which is kind of weird. They've had a couple blowouts. Is 80. Theirs is 115. And then even other good teams like the Dolphins, 60. Jags, 37. Chiefs, 65. Eagles, 57. Lions, 35. The Niners, 78. The Ravens are 115. They are dominating. Weren't the Niners like plus 160 at one point? Probably. Point differential. I feel like they were they were like it was like them and the Dolphins, and then everybody else was in the distant rear view. You know the Bengals are in last place right now? Well, I, I well, I saw somebody say like because that whole division's in the playoffs right now. Uh yeah. AFC North. And I saw somebody say like the Vikings, the, the Bengals are gonna be in fourth place, and they're gonna be in everyone's like top five power rankings. It's a it's three of the teams have the same record. Does right? Sean McDermott get fired if they miss the playoffs? Or is that just cannot not happen? Is there no way Cleveland's making it over Buffalo? I mean, Buffalo's got some issues right now. I, Buffalo does benefit. I mean, they get a lot of games against, like, the Jets and the Patriots, right? So, like, their next game is the Broncos. Then they get the Jets. Well, they got a little stretch. Chief, Eagles, Cowboys. Chiefs, Cowboys. Jeez. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Buffalo, Chargers, both those teams are not in the playoffs right now. Long way to go. Germany game. It, it's starting to shape out a lot more difficult in the AFC than the NFC. Right? That's one saving grace for the Niners and Seattle and the Cowboys. It's like you get to 10 in the NFC, you got a three-game lead of another wild card. I mean, you are cruising. The, 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 I watched some of Derek Carr and the Saints. They stink. Minnesota, as great as it was, they, they're going to have to take a step back. right? How are they going to maintain winning those games? Yeah. Uh, I, I would bet Min- I could see Minnesota making it like eight and nine. Couldn't you? Well, their division, right? D- does eight and nine make it in the NFC? Um, yeah. I mean, one spot, one the last yeah. spot, right? Well, between the Cowboys, the Niners, and Seattle, I think all three of those teams are going to be double digits, right? right? But then there's one spot for Minnesota, Washington, Atlanta. I think the question with the Niners now is like, Saints. are you and Seattle 11-win team, or are you back to your 12-13 and they're a 10? Like right. that's, I would think Seattle's more 10 than 12, but I, you gotta it's beat hard them. to have faith after the last three weeks. <laughs> you got to beat them. I don't care what the Ravens did to them. That's the Ravens Because they can look shitty right now. But fuck, yeah. so can the Niners. Yeah. Their shitty is worse than the Niners' shitty. That's yeah. the saving grace. Niners shitty. Their shitty's bad. Their shitty is like leave at halftime bad. Their shitty's. I even saw Pete's like, yeah, it's kind of concerning with Geno's turnovers. It is what he is, man. Do you get credit if you just go back to back one and done in the playoffs, but you just, if you're them, you traded Russell and went to the playoffs twice? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yes. And then, you just tr- then this then this offseason, you try to like trade two first round picks. And go yeah, you got to like build back up to being a. You're not a championship contender. You're just rebuilding. When you trade Russell, rebuilding, and then you're a playoff team while you're rebuilding, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, 
I, I would guess that they are going to be one of the teams in the mix of like Seattle has just traded pick 21 and they're picking nine now and they've traded a first round pick and a second round pick to move up and they've selected so and so according. Well they got they got two ones and they they're taking Michael Penix with the second one and somebody with the first yeah. one, some tackle or I don't know whatever. I don't know what they need. But maybe is have you read anything about Caleb's plan this week? No. I haven't read that he isn't. Today would probably be the day, right, when they're practicing. Yeah, I mean, the one thing you'd say is like you watch him cry. You like if he cares that much, he's probably not leaving his teammates if he's not hurt, right? Or I thought crying because that was his last college football moment. That's what I thought. What? But if that were the case, that means he went in the game like I, I'm playing until we lose, and then I'm out. I'm playing until we can't even go to the conference championship game, and then go yeah. to a, you know, because now they not going to the conference championship game, right? Uh, probably it's not set in stone. They're not. still. Up, I mean, they're five know. and two. Oregon's five and one. Washington's six and zero. Oh. You just got to be better than Oregon. You don't play Oregon. I don't think. You used to have that. No, they play Oregon this week. Oh yeah, that's the night game. You're right. So yeah, you beat Oregon. You got ASU and uh, Oregon State. No, that's not them. Hold on. So the, you beat Oregon. So this game you play UCLA. They have one more game afterwards. UCLA. So you beat Oregon. UCLA. You're seven and two. Oregon's also maybe seven and two with the head to head. Yeah, you're in good shape. You play Oregon's. You don't play Oregon State, but so tiebreakers could get weird with them. And the Bruins are leaking oil. So that's a winnable game. Yeah, they're just too many quarterbacks. So, uh, good defense though. But did they, did they bench the freshman. Yeah, like several weeks ago. But then they're. I don't. I don't think they brought. They haven't come back around to him yet. But maybe that's next. Uh, so yeah, SC's not out of it. Not out of it. Jed Fish still alive? No. Well, I mean, he's four and two. I don't. I guess there's probably. There's some weird there there could end up some weird tiebreakers, I'm, but I would be surprised. Jetfish is like a two point conversion away from being fucking right there right now. I know. From being five and one in the league. The guy in football circles, a lot of people like to make fun of, but I know. You, know, you watch his team, they're beating a he just beat Jonathan Smith and UCLA. And Chip, a good defense with a yeah, back with his backup quarterback, who's better than his starter, but uh all right. Anything else to add today? Keep it rolling, Jed. You too, Jed York. Steve Wilkes. Big Steve Wilkes week. Steve Wilkes in the booth, John? Yeah, I see his personality. Who even cares? All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging. If you're watching the YouTube, like that video on the way out the door. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you all later. Peace. Later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.